On this episode of the podcast, we talk about mastering editing apps, what apps we use, what we like, uh, what you could do with them. And actually, nobody lets any dogs out this time either. It's Monday, August 14th, and this is the iPhonography Podcast. I'm Greg McMillan, joined by my good friend Dave Podner. Hello, David. Hi, Greg. How's it going tonight? It's going pretty good. Um, just uh, excited to get talking about some stuff. Mm-hmm. This is uh, We're going to continue in our uh, series called The Perfect Picture, and uh, tonight we're going to talk about mastering editing apps. Uh, but I just want to mention before we start... Uh, that if anybody missed it, um, I was honored to be on This Week in Photo with Frederick Van Johnson. And uh, there's a link in the show notes to the um, to his blog post on that, which has, you know, the the YouTube video, if you want to watch it, or, um, you know, it's on the podcast app and all that stuff. So it was just a lot of fun talking to Frederick about um, whether or not the iPhone is ready for professional use. So, you know, we had we had a good chat, a few laughs, and, uh, you know, I've been a fan of his for, for a long time, and it was really good to, you know, be invited on and, and talk about this stuff. So, uh, you know, give it a listen if you got an hour of spare time, and uh, it was just a lot of fun to do. So, just wanted mm-hmm. to get that out there. Uh, so, uh, continuing on in our series... Um, Again, to recap, you know, just for people who may be stumbling upon this, uh, you know, I, I was playing around with Chat GTP one night, and um, and and asked at what, you know, how how could I uh, how could I learn to do better iPhone photography? And it gave me a whole list of things, and in that list is tonight's um, uh, subject, which is mastering editing apps. So. Basically, what what ChatGPT did was just give us an outline. So, of course, once it gave me the outline, I asked it to expand on each one. So, tonight's outline is the expansion on the uh, mastering the editing apps. Uh, so, what it said to begin with about it was mastering editing editing apps in iPhone photography can greatly enhance the quality of and artistic appeal of your photos. Here are some steps to help you become more proficient in using editing apps. So, Dave, you want to start with the first one there? Sure. Uh, first one is choose the right editing app. Explore popular editing apps available in the App Store, such as Lightroom Mobile, uh, Snapseed, Photomator, or Darkroom. Each app will has its own set of features and interface, so try a few and find the one that suits your editing style and preference. And there is not, at least in my mind, one perfect editing app out there yeah uh, I, agree. I have seen yeah i have seen people use snapseed and make amazing ones um i i have i have snapseed i think we both have like so many editing apps it's ridiculous on our phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but you know it depends on what i want what i like i tend to go to lightroom mobile as my fallback app, um, mainly because I like the dehaze option. I think it does a great job. Yeah. Just makes everything clearer, sharper, um, just, you know, just kind of can fix situations which aren't exactly perfect light. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes can overdo it. 
Um, occasionally I use Photomator. I don't use Darkroom, but I think that's primarily a raw editor, if I'm right. Correct? No, it, it could do okay. JPEGs just as well. Okay. Uh, and okay. and really there's no um there's no separate interface for raw mm, than there okay. is for JPEGs. So Okay. I just shoot in JPEG more often than not. So Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and Snapseed I'll use occasionally. And I use no, those are my I would say like I said, Lightroom, um uh, occasionally Photomator, Snapseed are the and of course the built-in photos app are the mm-hmm. ones I use for basic editing. When it comes to more artistic, there's a whole set of other apps I use, but yeah. that's really <laughs> for getting a feel or getting a artistic bend, if you will, yeah, uh, to a photo. And we and we'll cover that in a couple yeah, of points here for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, you know. Like you said, some people use Snapseed and, you know, it's such a powerful editing app for the iPhone. It's just ridiculous. And funny enough, uh, I I used to say up until just a few days ago that I had to wonder what the future of Snapseed going to be. But believe it or not, it just got an update on the iOS side. I was just about to check that because I know it's been... Six days ago. Yeah. Prior to that, it was about a, it was well over a year, maybe it two was years. A long time. Uh there was a month ago with minor fixes, but the year before that, it was a year before that. Okay. And it was like dark theme and support for iPad mid six gen, but yeah. But it it's nice to see that it finally it's like got once some a year. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many people use it. And I was really concerned about you know, maybe Google was going to drop it on the iOS side because it was getting regular updates updates on the Android side. Yeah. Uh, and understandably so. I mean, Google owns it, so they're going to look after their own. But, um, you know, nice to see that it got the update. And uh, I've been thinking lately of maybe giving Lightroom Mobile a better shake than I have been. Uh, I've been using Darkroom for most of my editing. and now I subscribe to Darkroom. It costs me like twenty five bucks a year, or something like that. But that gives me that's the masking. Horrible. That's not yeah, yeah that's there. not horrible. It, it 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 gives me the masking and and you know features like that. It's a lot cheaper than Lightroom because Lightroom Mobile is a something like seven or eight dollars a month, I think, for the cheapest plan or something like that. In order, like in and to do to do uh, raw editing and the masking and things like that in Lightroom Mobile, you need that. You have to pay for that. But um, I've been thinking about giving Lightroom Mobile a try as my more more like my daily driver for editing just to see, you know, if it's going to be something that I would want to maybe subscribe to. Um, I'll see. You know, I, I thought I might try it for a month and see how it goes. Uh, but, you know, I do use these other apps for for other things like there's Photomator, there's there's so many different ones. We've only listed four of them here, really. And we're going to have links in the show notes for as many of these apps as I can remember to put in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you... <laughs> well, if like you... I said, there there are so many out there. Oh, it it yeah. really is amazing, all the different ones. Um, I'll even occasionally use Camera Plus, too. Yeah, it has an editor, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, if you want to see the apps that I use, funny enough, Frederick, mm-hmm. Frederick Van Johnson asked me, you know, what apps do you use? <laughs> and I'm the wrong guy to ask that question to because I have so many. So when he found out how many I had on my phone, he says, oh, you got to screenshot those and send them to me. So now they are on that blog post on on the This Week in Photo website. So if you want to see my arsenal, um, you'll notice that some of them have a little cloud on it with a down arrow. That's because I have my phone set to offload any apps that I haven't mm-hmm. used in a while. But, you know, all I got to do is hit that little cloud or hit the icon and re-download almost instantly or whatever. Um, and, but I have, I have a lot. I have a ton. And, and my argument for having them is that because we do this show, sometimes things come up that we want to talk about and, mm-hmm. and I'll have to, you know, have a little bit of experience on it. Like, you know, if I know ahead of time, we're going to talk about a certain app. And if it's in my, uh, my app drawer, I'll call it. Um, if I haven't, if it's not downloaded, I'll download it. And I'll try a few things with it. So to kind of refresh my memory on it, but you know, there's things like, you know, um, lens distortions, there's, uh, uh, dramatic black and white, you know, some of these apps mm-hmm. have very specific purposes and, and, um, you know, that's, there's so many out there, just so many. And I think it was the last show we talked about, um, the photos app and the editing suite in the photos app. And I, and I still think we could do a whole show on that. Yeah. That part of photos. Um, just because it's pretty powerful and and there's there's a lot of different um adjustables or adjustments that you can make so uh you know we'll do that sometime in the future but uh for this for this one it's um you know it's it's about editing apps in general and and all the different ones mm-hmm. so the next point is understanding the editing tools which is kind of what we just kind of discussed a little bit here but uh, it says here Familiarize yourself with the various editing tools and options provided by the app. Learn about the basic adjustments like exposure, contrast, saturation, highlight shadows, and white balance. Additionally, explore more advanced tools like curves, selective adjustments, and noise reduction. So some of the apps have these functions in them and others don't. Like, um, you know, the Photos app, it doesn't have curves um or but it does have noise reduction it doesn't it does not do selective adjustments you know that selective adjustments is something that maybe uh well uh, snapseed has it you know it's included in snapseed so there you go yeah. and um you know so so there's you know not all these things that are listed here are in everything but just get to know them um yeah. kind of play around with them and see what they do i've i've always said Take the slider and move it one end to the other and see how it changes the image. And then find, you know, the sweet spot that suits your 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 liking. And um uh one thing I learned about the photos app is I took a course that Jack Hollingsworth did with Moment, and it's called Intentional Photography. Uh and it's a really, really cool thing to watch. You know, it, it's I forget how many parts to it there were, but it's like a, a guy named John Gill from the UK. He did the filming, and so he followed Jack around Cape Cod, hmm. where they did this, and 
it's just like being there with Jack. It was so well done. So Jack will talk about, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the subject is that he's looking at, whether it's portraits or whatever. Um, but when he got to the editing part, Jack does a very fast edit on his images. He doesn't take much time to do it. Like five, 10 seconds, done, move on to the next one. Um, but one thing I learned about the brightness slider in photos is that it just really adjusts the midtones of the image. So that's an interesting thing to me, uh, you know, and, and and I'm paying attention to the other apps that I use to see if they kind of behave in the same way or not with, with the brightness slider in them. Uh, so, you know, but, but when you're, when you're using these things, just kind of watch what they do to the image and, and, uh, and pay attention to what they do. Like the whites, if, if the, like, so darkroom has a whites slider and it has the blacks and then, then it has the, the highlights and shadows and then it has the, um, the, the, the bright brightness. So I'm assuming the brightness there was the midtones again. And but what I like about having the whites and the black slider is it gives you a much finer control over mm-hmm. the um, contrast of the image. Like, especially, you know, if, if you want to highlight, bring up the highlights without affecting, you know, the not so high highlights, then that white slider is really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so just play around with these things and, and get to know them and, and uh, you know, see what they do. E- yeah. Even read up on them if you have to, but. Yeah, and, uh, and there's tons of videos out there and tutorials, and the the good the best apps have links to and to to two tutorials. Yeah, that they yeah, actually right. produce so they can give you a little help either in app or to like a, a YouTube link or oh yeah something on that nature on the website so you get a little familiar with it because like you said, yeah, uh, it, it's it, the easiest way to learn is to do. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is, well, I would say this for some of the apps like Lightroom Mobile, you can, when you open it up in Lightroom Mobile and then save it, it saves a copy. Right. Um, Snapseed, you can either overwrite or save as a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, things like Photomator does not allow you to save as a copy as easily. But if you save as a copy, you have your if if you let's say you edit a photo and you're like, you know what? I, I don't like the way it turned out. I don't like the way it turned out. You have your original photo you can start from. Yeah. Plus all yeah. the edits are non-destructive on iOS. Yeah. So you can always go in and hit the reset button. Well, maybe you lose a lot. So if you're doing multiple steps edit, I would save if you're like okay i'm pretty happy where i'm at right now i'll save a copy here mm-hmm. okay let's see what else i can do okay i didn't like the last step good i don't have to save it i have like a halfway save i'll go from there yeah yeah that way you won't and, pull your hair out trying to start over from scratch yeah and you can <laughs> even duplicate it before you even start yeah right yeah which 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 helps too mm-hmm. yeah so the next step is is dave go yeah. ahead and this is learn to use presets or filters. Many uh, editing apps do have presets or filters that can instantly transform the look and feel of your photos. Uh, experiment with different presets to see which ones you like uh, for your desired aesthetic. Also, you can find you can adjust the intensity of the preset or um, to customize the effect. And one thing it does not mention here is that you can set up your own presets. Mm-hmm. 
So if you do particular, and this is something when I was more heavily to use um, uh, Polar or Polar, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I would have like, oh, well, I'm going, I, I like the way, um, and I would call my, and this is one thing I don't like, a lot of these presets, they're non-destructive names. They're either, you know, TC43, yeah, which is yeah. Well, I don't know, don't I? yeah, what or the that? <laughs> yeah, or they'll have things like, you know, um, Tokyo, Denver, like yeah, huh? yeah. I don't. So <laughs> when I made my own filters, I did things like downtown, sunny buildings. So it's like okay, it's sunny. I'm taking pictures of buildings. I'll use that filter and see how at least I can use it as a start with. Yeah, and then yeah. if I don't like the way it turns out, I can tweak it, but I'm at least 90%. So I'm not recreating the steps every time. Yeah. Yeah. And and not every app does that, but the ones that no. do, you know, it's it's yeah. it's a nice feature. This also where if it doesn't do it, like uh the build-in photos app doesn't, mm-hmm. a lot of the apps will allow you to copy the edit and paste the edit. So if you took multiple photos in a very similar lighting and color saturation um, situation. Once you get that one edit down, you can copy and paste that edit on the multiple photos. So it saves you a lot of time. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's a big help. And you can do that with the built-in app now. Mm -hmm. Ever since iOS 16, you can do that as a big help. Yeah. And that's a nice thing to have. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I do want to kind of skip ahead a little bit here. Sorry, Greg. At the very end, it says, remember, editing should enhance your photos, not completely transform them. Oh, yeah. This is from the summary. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where I'm going to get on my soapbox. (laughs) You do whatever you want with the images. Um, Now, there are times that I will take an image and I do just want to tweak it a little bit here and there, you know, so you can say, oh, you brightened the colors. You made it a little more. You dealt with the. a sunny sky which kind of washed them things out or you did this and you and you adjusted for this or you but it, you can you know you look at the before and after you know fo- uh, edit you're like okay i see what you did and it looks good you just made some edits to freshen it up and sometimes i go crazy and if you want to go crazy go crazy mm-hmm. you yeah. know if you do want to use like i have three or four apps that i have that I use when I want to do, you know, the create, I even have a a, a special filters, even though they're not really filters, a special filters bit here. Um, Where three of them that I use a lot are visionist, Mm -hmm. brushstroke and art cart. Yeah. So I will sometimes use all three. So I'll do some basic edits in Lightroom mobile. And I'll throw it in like visionist or brushstroke, which brushstrokes makes it literally look like a painting. So you have to yeah. be a little careful because sometimes you're going to overdo the water and it literally looks like a water, a watercolor, which kind you lose a lot of definition and, you know, color and art card are just filters of, you know, liter- and it's one of these ones where it makes it a little bit, you know, sometimes it's a little hard to know what they're talking about. Um, with things like oil painting, mosaic, snow town, they don't give you previews down below. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of have to hit them and you can change the intensity and make some adjustments on it if you 
you want. And after using those filters, I'll still throw it back into Lightroom Mobile to tweak the contrast a little bit or mm-hmm. um, tweak the saturation or to do a little cropping or something on that nature. Um, the other app that I'll sometimes use, and this is one we've talked about in the past, is Photoshop Camera. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the one that you go, okay, you know what? I don't like that sky. Yeah. I have a new sky now. <laughs> yeah. And if you do it well, it's hard to know that you did that. Yeah, you fooled me a couple of times, yeah. you know, yeah. a, few, a few times on that one. Yeah. So, but don't be, don't, don't limit yourself to one app either. No, oh no. You know, sure. sometimes, sometimes, like I said, there, um, if you look at the one of my later ones that I posted to uh, Instagram that I called Nordic Lake in winter at night or something else, question mark. <laughs> okay. And I can tell you, it's not a Nordic Lake at night in yeah. winter, but you look at the photo and it is a photo. It isn't a drawing. It is a photo. Yeah. It, to me, it scream. It, you almost get a feeling like you should be coming up on Vikings. Yeah, camping out for the winter. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's something you know. If you want to go wild with your with your creation, go for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it. It, it says to learn to use presets or filters, and yeah. um, you know that when when Dave and I were texting a little bit today about you know about the show here. And he said that he wanted to, to you know, talk a little bit about this, um, you know, g- get on his soapbox, like he said. And I said, you know, hey, I agree with everything you're saying, because yeah. I said, we need to convey the message that editing is an art form in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And it certainly is. Uh, I mean, people, people like, um, like Mary Walker, um, yeah. oh, uh, oh, her name escapes me now. Uh, iPhoneography C, I think, is her Instagram handle. Okay, uh, Nikki Fitzgerald. Sorry, that's it. N- sorry, Nikki. Okay. Um, she, the, the, you know, these these ladies do amazing. Um, uh, and Dwight Broman, he's another one uh, out of California. He's another one that does digital. They do this wonderful digital art, and you know, maybe they do it on their iPad because it's a little easier to work with. But it could be done on the iPhone too. Um, you, you know, they 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 make these wonderful creative masterpieces of, and they may use stuff from two or three different photos. Um, you know, they may just use like brushes and and use their finger or an Apple pencil to to put different types of things together in it. But it's it it's not just you know enhancing a photo it's actually creating a complete piece of art from it and the stuff they they make is incredible and i wish i had the uh creative sense to do something like that myself but i just i just don't have it now honestly i haven't really tried it too much but right. um i just don't have i like i look at them and i think all these different layers and all these different things that they put in of that how the heck do they come up with this stuff? <laughs> you know, but um, but you know, hey, learn to use these things. And another thing about filters is um, um, raw power calls it LUTs, so it's like lookup mm. table. And you know, they do. You could put film sims in, like an app like RNI Films. 
you can make you could put all these film sims on your images would make it look like an old Kodachrome shot or mm-hmm. an old uh, Fuji Riala shot and all this stuff. Excuse me. There's there's all kinds of different um, apps with uh, film sims in them, and you know I think Snapseed has a bunch of different filters. And uh, gosh, the po- the possibilities seem to be endless when we get yeah. the more we get dug into this stuff. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's pretty good. And and I think you're right, Dave. It's don't don't hold yourself back. Yeah, just go nuts because like one of the one of my favorite images that you've done, Dave, is that blue caddy. <laughs> I I love that thing, and, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what you did. You did it with these, you know. I forget what app you said. That you was used Photo to... Room. That was Photo Room. Photo Room. Okay. Photo Room, yeah, which so... is which is a great app for, um, uh, getting only on your subject. Yeah. Because it does isolating. a great, yeah, it, yeah. Sorry, it does a great job with isolating your subject, and you can do things like it has the built-in filter, so you can, you know, literally like old-fashioned Photoshop. Oh, I'm going to put this person in the magazine, or yeah, yeah, you know, that. But it also has like, oh, I want to make the background color match the foreground, but make it blurry. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's yeah. what I did on that that particular yeah, one with the because everything looks. That, Everything that looks bluish tone, the, the yeah, the same tone. tone of blue. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just amazing. It's really good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, don't, don't hold back on on your creativity yep. for sure. So, so next we have crop and straighten. This is pretty straightforward. Um, using the cropping tool to remove any unwanted elements or distractions from your photos. Uh, additionally, make use of the straightening tool to correct any tilted horizons or lines in your images. And if anybody knows me, they're, they're going to call me the horizon police because. I really prefer a straight, nice straight horizon, unless you've tilted it to more, more, more than say thirty degrees or something for artistic reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just off a little bit, then to me, it's just the you didn't hold the camera straight, and you know, which happens. You, sure, it does. I mean, I've done, but that's it. why I, you, that's why we can fix it easy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's it's such a simple, fast thing to do to fix before you post anywhere um or, or print or whatever uh, and just just straighten it a, bit, a little bit just about any app that i know of has a straightening tool in it and um uh you know and then there's along with the crop and straighten there's you there, there's some apps like photos is one of them that you can fix the uh basically the skew of like the horizontal mm-hmm. skew or the vertical skew so if you have um like a, a a building and it's not skewed too much from the wide angle. You can actually straighten it up a little bit and, mm-hmm. and make it look a little better yeah. that way. But. Yeah. The, the one, the one hint I would say with that is make sure you give enough buffer around your subject. Yeah. Because when you, when you shot, un- yeah, yeah. Because when you undo the skew, it will crop it. And then all of a sudden you lose image because when it straightens, you just chop, 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 chop. You're like, ah, I just lost the top of my building or, yeah, you know, yeah. so you may have yeah. to zoom out a little bit more and you're dead. You're used to, if you think mm-hmm. you may have a situation like that or take two yeah. photos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, just, just, just play around with it, you know, and then yeah. see what it does. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a really great tool to use. Um, so next we have retouching and healing day. Yep. Uh, and learn to use the retouching tools to remove blemishes, 
objects or distractions from your photos. Um, cloning tools are really good. They take a little bit of practice in my mind uh, compared to the healing brushes uh, can be useful for this purpose. Now, I use the one I use more than anything else is touch retouch. Yeah, it's one of the best out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, uh, I, I know you can pay for more in terms of like really mobile and other things, but it is a standalone map, but it does an amazing job. Yeah. Um, it does have built in object removal. So you're like, oh, I want to remove this post. And it does a good job. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a miracle worker. It does a good job. Um, it will also get rid of lines. Yeah, so like if you exactly, uh, or, and it also has a mesh option. Mm-hmm. So that one's still a little. I haven't gotten to work as well, but think about like trying to do a shot through a fence, where it will try to get rid of the entire fence mm-hmm. because it's yeah. a, it's a repeated pattern. Right. Yeah. And of course, you can always undo. So you're like, eh, I, you know, I was trying to take away the car in front of the building, but I don't like what it did to the bricks. Okay, no problem. Just undo it. No problem at all. And you can either use it as the standalone app or as an extension inside the Photos app. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So that's a nice little touch. Yeah. Now, uh, I also fo- say that, oh, I'm sorry. One, one well, I was thing just going to about- say photo, Photomator has a nice healing tool mm-hmm. there, too. Yep. That work, works pretty much the same way as Touch Retouch, mm-hmm. but. Uh, if you're trying to do retouching and healing of skin, like in a selfie, um, Polar does have some really good options where you can smooth out the skin without it looking bad. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, there, there's, oh, our smooth, our, our skin smoothing app. And, and you look like you look at it and you're like, that don't look like you. Yeah. Or yeah. that looks fake or. Ugh. you can tell that doesn't no no it does a it does a good job and it lets you do does it let you do some weird things like oh i want my eyes to be closer together or further apart it will oh, do yeah. that oh really yeah or oh i want my smile to be bigger it'll actually curve your smile up or i want my nose to be wide narrower wider or you know weird things like that but it can do the basic you know hey i don't i don't like the way that my skin looks i'm looking kind of swatchy or it looks kind of red because of the sun it'll work on your tone smooth out so you can make it look enhanced but not fake yeah yeah and there's standalone apps that will do very similar things too oh yeah yeah so you know You've heard that phrase. There's an app for that. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's gonna that's that's gonna go along that with, is true. with every point yeah. we cover tonight. Very so, true. Yeah. So retouching and healing, it, it's they've made it so easy um, to do. And I, you know, I in in the photos app on the Mac in in the editing part, there's so many more things available than there is on the iPhone. And the healing brush is one of them. And I, I kind of wish they would port that over to the iOS side and, and put the healing brush in the in the Photos app yeah. on the phone. Um, it it would well, be a we'll, nice addition. We'll also say that uh, they probably would have added it. We would have seen it for iOS 17. But a lot of these software additions are things they can hide. You know, because the heart, you know, like 
they could say, oh, in addition to what we talked about earlier at WWDC, iOS 17 includes blah. Oh, yeah. And then because it's only coding, they can limit on who sees it as the big splash. Oh, yeah, I see. Versus hardware where, you know, you need to have tens of millions of units ready to go first day of sale. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't seen, like, I'm on the the iOS 17 beta and uh, i haven't seen a lot of a lot of changes uh changes in the in the editing parts there's a couple of things in there but i can't even recall what they are offhand but yeah um like i think one one of them is auto cropping which is Hmm. there's there's the there's the crop where if you zoom in on on a photo and then all of a sudden a little crop button comes up in the top right corner you can hit that and basically it makes like a wallpaper but there's also, I believe there is a feature where you can select a bunch of images and hit auto crop or whatever, and it'll use AI and all that stuff to crop all these mm-hmm. images. But you know, you know more about that on in in the future. I think when we know more yeah. about and I, and like I say, I haven't really played around with that too much at all, so I I can't really can't really say anything with authority on it. So. Um, so next we have selective editing. Many editing apps provide selective editing tools that allow you to apply adjustments or enhancements to specific areas of the image. Master these tools to selectively enhance exposure, color, or other attributes of your photo. So as I mentioned earlier, Snapseed has that, which is mm-hmm. really um, probably the the best one for free. Uh, I don't know of many other apps, any other, to be honest with you, that have that feature available for free. Uh, Snapseed, you can you can select an area and and use it, you know, to to just brighten up a certain area or mm-hmm. saturate it or whatever. Um, like I said earlier, I, also I have Darkroom. I pay for the um, subscription where I have uh, uh, masking. So I can mask an area in the image and I can select the foreground or the background, or I can do a radial um, selection or a mask or a, and a, mm-hmm. or a, a gradient mask, you know, and, but it's not as good as Lightroom. I've seen what guys are doing with Lightroom in their masking and the, 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 the masking in Lightroom is so much more better. It's, it's more powerful, yeah. but I mean, it's Adobe. They've got who knows how many people working on it. Darkroom, it's a smaller team. I'm not sure how many guys are actually working on on the uh, the coding and that, but I'll guarantee you it's not as many as as Lightroom. But it's still pretty good. Like it'll it'll even pick a subject. Um, how well I'm not 100 percent sure, but I've I haven't played with the subject part of it, but I have played with you know a couple of the other different masks in it, and and it's pretty cool to be able to do that. Um, but again, Snapseed, if, if you have it, and if you haven't tried some of these local adjustments in Snapseed, give them a try on some of your images and, and see what they do. They, they really can help out. Uh, so next is experiment with presets and yep. customization. Dave. And, okay. And explore various editing styles and techniques by experimenting with different adjustments and combinations. Uh, use slider adjustment tool to fine tune the look and feel of your photos. Don't be afraid to experiment and develop your own editing style. It, it, this is similar. We talked to, we kind of went over a lot of this idea. Yeah. yeah kind of a, a little bit earlier. So it, basically it's a matter of, 
if you don't be afraid, most people will have a style, you know, mm-hmm. or, or yeah. multiple styles. It's like, okay, uh, if you see someone's photo, you're like, okay, I recognize your photo. I recognize the edits you normally do because that's what you like. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you want to have a pro, if you want to use a program where you can set up, you know, a customization, it's like, okay, that photo, I hit the button here because I already did the work multiple times with experimenting over the time to see what I like. Boom. And you can just do it in one go. And then maybe if you have to do a little um, tweaking of the photo after yeah. the fact. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one keyword that's in that, little description is combinations uh so Mm -hmm. you know you you talked about it earlier is you'll use different apps on the same image and you know if you come up with a a combination of these different apps with their adjustments you could come up with a certain look or style you know to um Mm -hmm. you it's it's kind of the long way of of putting a preset together because you obviously can't use adjustments from different apps to make a preset you have to go from one to the other and then right. you know back and forth but um you know get experiment with them that's the, the first word of the of this section is experiment with these presets and customizations um uh, you know play around with them that's that's basically how i learned to do anything on on this stuff is playing around with it i i and i said like i said earlier adjust these sliders from one end to the other and see what they do and and uh you know just go from there uh, so next, we've got learn from tutorials and online resources. We touched on this too um, earlier. Uh, it says take advantage of tutorials, articles, and YouTube videos available online to learn advanced editing techniques and tips. Many apps have official websites or community forums where you can find tutorials and examples of editing workflows. I, it's almost like I, I just repeated what you said earlier, Dave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, YouTube is is a, a haven for uh online stuff tutorials there's always somebody doing something and showing how it's done and, and all this stuff um right on our website on the iphonography.ca website the podcast site there's a section called for it's called learn and if you click on that it takes you to um a page that describes mike james smartphone photography training um and it's now a club where if you pay for a, a a membership, I don't want to say subscription because some people, you know, they want to back away from that word, but it's like a membership. And he's got everything that he's put together on there. All these all these different things you can learn, not not just about editing, but shooting and, and accessories and whatever else he's done. Like he's done such an amazing job at putting the put this stuff together that um this this page on the website will take you to his uh smartphone photography club and it's a great place to learn too um if you can't find what you're looking for that's you know good enough on youtube because youtube there are some developers like raw power they have a youtube page darkroom Mm -hmm. has a youtube page things like that but if these places aren't really showing you what you want you know check out Mike's website and, you know, see if there might be something there. Um, another way that I learn stuff personally is I watch photographers on YouTube who are not mobile photographers, but, you know, 
DSLR pros, and quite often they'll talk about editing their images. And some of those things can be translated over to the mobile side in the apps that we use. One of them in specific, one of them in particular is uh, Adam Gibbs from out in BC here in Canada. Uh, when he does an edit to to help boost the contrast, he uses the whites and the blacks. And that's where I got that from. It, mm. and, and I've been doing that in Darkroom. And I've noticed how much better it works when using those sliders as opposed to just the contrast or the, the highlights and shadows. Uh, it, you know, it, it's just a, a, a finer adjustment that, that helps tweak it that, you know, little bit that makes a difference. Uh, is there anybody online that you've seen, Dave, like on YouTube or anything that, that comes to mind that, that's been really helpful? Um. Honestly, the biggest one I've seen is Shane Austin. Mm, yes, definitely. Just because, especially with the night photos. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He goes into really good detail step by step, so it's easy to follow what he's doing. Yeah, and he shows it on screen too. And exactly, that's good. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, now Shane is a you know his his channel is all about shooting in the dark, right? It's it's all about night photography. Because mm-hmm. he lives in a place where it is so well, it can get dark enough where dark. he is. Yes, <laughs> and I mean the only thing that would hold him back would be cloud cover, and um, you know he's got some amazing images up there. But with um, you know, uh, the the milk the Milky Way, but then it, he lights up his foreground with you know with a a torch or 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 like mm-hmm. a um, an LED light of some sort. You know, some of his stuff is just so amazing. And it it makes me want to go try it, but I don't have that kind of stuff here. It's 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 fairly dark here, but I'd have to go on somebody's property, I think, to 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 find something interesting to uh, mm. to do that with. And it's just not as easy. But um, but yeah, I mean, there there's a a perfect example of um, of of a good place to 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 learn stuff. And, and even in the in the in the um, the, the Facebook groups that I've been in, mm-hmm. people ask, how do you do this? How do you do that? Anytime somebody says anything about uh, shooting the Milky Way or night photography, everybody will point them to change channel. Yeah. And of course, there's a link in the show notes to his channel. So if you yeah. haven't seen it, go check it out. And, oh, yeah. You know, it's it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. another great place to learn. And I this is one part I'm, I'm jealous of both where you and Shane live. Because I am not anywhere near where I can get dark. And one yeah, time we had Shane yeah. on, we looked at the maps and he was like, oh, and oh, wow. Yeah, you really yeah. are. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I said, yeah, yeah, for me to reach what Greg is naturally would take me a good half hour, 45 minute drive away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there's literally for me to get where Shane to get where Shane is, I think it's a good two to three maybe hour drive south of where i am somewhere in west virginia yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i i could get i could get out into the country where it's fairly dark but i have yet to been able to find something really interesting for foreground um i mean i could use my car i guess but uh you know, Shane uses heavy equipment or tractors or old trucks and you know and those things are pretty cool yeah but um I don't know. Maybe if I put enough effort in it, I'll find something. But uh, so, you know, 
look online. There's always something there. Oh yeah, you know, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, so next is um, compare before and after. Mm-hmm. So always compare your edited photo with the original to ensure you're achieving the desired effect without overdoing it. This will affect you to maintain a balanced and natural looking result. So a couple of points I want to make here. One is, you know, like Dave said earlier, um, would you save it out? Save it out as a copy so you always have your original to go mm-hmm. back to. Or, you know, or you could duplicate it to begin with and then work on the duplicate. But then, bang, you can always um, you can always compare the two and, and see how you like it. The other thing is, is, in some of these apps, if you just touch and hold the screen for a second, it'll show you the original. And then when you let go, it goes back to what you've done with, mm-hmm. with the edit. But the other thing I wanted to mention is it says, um, without overdoing it, and this will help you maintain a balanced and natural-looking result. Well, with Dave's soapbox speech earlier, you know, don't limit yourself to that. You know, if you if that's what you want to do, fine. That, that's fine. Don't you know? Don't worry yeah. about it. Just just do a, a natural looking result. But don't limit yourself to that. Go crazy mm-hmm. with it. Do what you want. Make make some art. And uh, you know, I mean, am I right, Dave? Uh, that's oh yeah, yeah. And I would say also with the before and after, it can be interesting if you post because we all know that. Instagram's going towards reels. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people, most people, a lot of some people don't like TikTok, but TikTok can be used for t- photography also. But you can't, they do have it either in CapCut or in TikTok or other things where you can do transitions between photos. Yeah. So if you, sh- so if you save the intermediate steps, you can actually do original photo and then a slow transition to getting to the end point. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that way you can not only say, well, like I did a, a recent video where it was like, well, here's the original unedited. Here's the first step, the second step, the third. And so you can see as it changes a little bit each step along the way in the apps I used. Yeah. Yeah. And that was interesting. I saw that. I think it was yeah. earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely uh, some merit to yeah. looking at the before and after. and. Um, you know, again, saving saving out as you go is a is a mm-hmm. is a you know it, sure it takes up a little bit of storage, but I mean when you finally get to your end result, if you're really happy with it, you can always delete the intermediates if you want. Exactly. exactly. Right. You know, unless you want to use them for like you say putting a video together. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah there's there's definitely some merit to uh checking the progress and, and seeing how it changes the you know the aesthetic of the image. Mm-hmm. And finally is practice and experiment, Dave. Yep. Uh, The key to mastering editing apps and really anything photography is practice. So edit a variety of photos taken in different lighting conditions, experiment with different styles and techniques to develop your own unique editing approach. Like we said, every you can't really, at least in my mind, you can't really say this step A is this, step B is this, step C is this. It's here are your options available. Yeah. Uh, everyone's just like with camera apps, everyone's familiar or comfortable with different edits or, you know, it's like, oh, I found out that I like the way that, you know, um, camera plus two or the way that uh photo mater works with a photo that kind of looks like this. But if a photo looks like this, I like the way Lightroom works on it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, but again, the only way you can try that is to try it. And there are times that I will say, there's a photo. Let me try this app. Okay. I'm trying the app. Five, 10 minutes go by. I try different presets. I try different filters, different adjustments, and I'm still not getting what I want. So I go, well, that's a learning experience. Let me try another app. Yeah. So then I try that. I'm like, eh, I still let me. Okay. Ah, now this one turned out the way I wanted it to, or at least it gets me in the right direction. And I know that there's other apps I can use. So practice. And of course, in the beginning, you're going to use a lot more. You're going to take a lot more practice time than you will later on because you have to experiment and learn on your own what you want to use for the look you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and like I said, that's how I learned how to do all these apps and stuff is just play around with them, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and 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 I, I think the number one tip that we mentioned tonight was make a copy, yeah. uh, like a duplicate to work with. That way, if it gets totally botched, then you could just get rid of it, mm-hmm. make another duplicate and go start again. Um, but always, always, always make a duplicate. I think, uh, I think that's the best thing to do. So just so you don't lose your original image because once you've messed it up and you know if if you happen to use an app that has no history where you can go back through it and start over again mm. well then you kind of sunk but uh unfortunately um, yeah so to summary um you know dave covered this earlier says remember that editing should enhance your photos not completely transform them well we say poo poo on that um but to, to finish the summary, it says, by following these steps and dedicating time and practice to experiment, you can become proficient in using editing apps for iPhone photography and take your images to the next level. Now, that part I think we can agree with. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So, well, you know, final thoughts on editing, Dave? Um, Go wild. <laughs> you know, yeah, honestly, and, and this is the great advantage of where we're at right now is that most of these apps can be there's free versions for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like your Lightroom Mobile, they do have a free version um, that you don't have to sign up for an Adobe account, even though sometimes yep. it gets a little hard to find that option because they really want you to sign up for that Adobe account from paying oh, money. Yeah. <laughs> but that's everyone. You know, yeah. companies don't put out product. To put out a product, you got to pay for a programmer. So the money has to come in some way. That's yeah. one thing to think about. Uh, but yeah, there, there, there are so many different options. Go out and experiment. Try multiple apps on the same photo. You know, if you want to look at a photo and you're like, I kind of like it the way that it's set up in terms of how it could turn out. But you take the photo and you're like, it's not really what i wanted mm-hmm. go out on the edit and see what you can do Heck, yeah. i mean you can even start at an image that looks one way throw some edits at here or do some edits here do some edits here um there's some photos i took that all of a sudden i after doing a little editing a little playing with it it i thought you know what it look it would look good if it was vintage look mm-hmm you know, yeah. like a like a sepia or a black and white. It just works better there. I do that. Uh, throw it in. Like I said, I love the um, the frames and camera plus two, mm-hmm. and some of their some of their edits. So I'll throw it in there. I'll put like an old timey frame on it. Snapsuit got some frames. I know 
that's old Instagram from 15 years ago feel sometimes, but sometimes just makes it work. You know, especially for me, a lot of times, if you're doing like an old fashioned photo, because that's what they look like back in the Mm seventies with the little triangles on the side, you know, kids, I guess, ask your parents or grandparents if you're young, Yeah, Um, but yeah, pull out an old photo book and you can see how they have the photos in there. You know, it gives us a bit of a bit of skew morphism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like I said, try it. If you don't like it, undo it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the most bang for the buck in editing apps is Snapseed. Um, you know, it just has so many things in it that uh, I, I always recommend people start there. And if it doesn't do what you want to do, then you could start looking elsewhere. Um, and you know what? Something that people who who have known me or listened to me for, for a few years now may be asking this question. Whatever happened to Lumabee? That mm. used to be my go-to editor. And um, it when I got my 12 Pro Max, it seemed to be broken. And I don't think the guys have updated it too much since then. Um, I'll take a quick look on the App Store, but yep. you know what? I'm uh, opening it up now. Two years ago, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You know, they did it as a as a hobby, I think, right? And you know, I guess it's 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 no wonder that it's kind of maybe fallen behind a little bit because it it would be hard to keep up with the. Um, you know, with the newer phones and things like mm-hmm. that all the time. But I, I really loved that app. I, I used that all the time because it was so easy um, to go through the process. It, they made it, they designed it to do, to go through quickly. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, maybe I should reach out to them and, and ask them if they plan on, on updating it again, uh, because it was just so much fun to use for me anyway. I mean, I really liked it. And, uh, but I mean, Hey, it's still in the app store. So, yeah, uh, I'm just looking for the, uh, there's his version history. Yeah. Two years ago. Uh, you know, the last update said Lumabee has troubles saving burst photos as new. So we decided to disable that option. See that that's, you know, part of the thing where it's coming up with keeping up with things and whatnot. Um, You know, so, but, you know, they did fix at that time. They fixed this thing to do with a, a visual glitch after presets panel was shown. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'll download it again. I haven't tried it on my 14 Pro Max, but I know it It, it, it gave me issues on the 12 Pro Max. It just didn't seem to work very well. But I'll, I'll re-download it. I'm doing that right now. And I'll play <laughs> around with it maybe tonight and see. And, uh because I do miss it. I miss it. I, it was oh, yeah. it was a wonderful app to use. I thought, and um, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But uh, anyway, well, I guess that's it for editing. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we are going to uh, at some point in time cover the editing suite in Photos um, because I think it's pretty powerful, and and there could be mm-hmm. a, a lot to be a lot can be said about the different things in there. So. Um, on that note, Dave, uh, let's tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. You can find me in most places in social media as ProfPod and on TikTok as ProfPodPGH. 
on Facebook is Dave Podner Jr. All righty. You can find me on, uh, well, I always say the quickest and easiest way is to go to about.me slash McMillan. And that's where all my links are for my online presence and all that stuff. So um, the links are in the show notes for our, you know, our main social feeds and stuff. So give us a look there. And um, the next show is going to be what, Dave? Uh, next show is, I'm sorry, close the file I had open. Uh, it is using accessories. Ah, right. Such as yeah. lens attachments, tripod stabilizers, remote shutter releases. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a pretty good marketplace for stuff like that. So yeah. we'll, we'll see if we can dig up uh, what we can about that. And, um, uh, you know, I'm sure we can uh, think of things to, the people can learn about if if anything they can learn what they maybe want or what they don't want um mm-hmm. but uh anyway so that should be a fun one and uh okay well thanks dave it's been a pleasure as always and oh, yeah. we'll talk to you next time oh oh oh, oh. i also want to say i also want oh. to say our 100th episode is coming up and now normally when we record that it would be our last uh part of this series of on on improving your iphone photography we're going to defer that type of show for mm-hmm. another uh, like a, we're going to bump it back another two weeks or whatever we record every two weeks and we have some special things lined up for the 100th, ep- 100th episode so stay tuned for that it's going to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. and um i can't wait i can't wait that's all i'm going to say about that <laughs> <laughs> but dave knows what we're doing so um oh, yeah anyway uh all right so again thanks dave uh we'll see you okay. all on the next one